Hello and welcome to Thriving in Intersectionality, a podcast created to help you learn from professionals in the workplace who have multiple intersectional identities, from ethnic minorities, veterans transitioning into the workforce, individuals with disabilities, parents, and so many more. My name is Lola Adeyemo. I am the CEO of EQI Mindset and the founder of the nonprofit Immigrants Incorporate Inc. I work with organizations to build inclusive workplaces. This podcast was built to amplify the voices of leaders and immigrants in the corporate workplace and to give insights and guidance so people can move past their barriers and advance in their professional careers. Through interviews and solo episodes, I'm going to examine this global world of work. I know that you can learn a thing or two from my guests who have a range of experiences and stories to share. Join me as we meet new people who are successfully navigating the corporate space. Hi there, ambitious immigrant professionals. This is Lola, your host on the Thriving in Intersectionality podcast. Are you ready to supercharge your career? There are so many layers to doing just that, and that's what we're here for. Join our membership platform today for game-changing career coaching, expert resources and guidance, and get responses in real time to some of the issues and questions that you're going through in the workplace right now. We're not just breaking barriers, we're building bridges to advancement and career success. Visit immigrantsincorporate.org slash membership to sign up today and let's take your career to new heights. Join the membership platform today. Visit immigrantsincorporate.org slash membership. Today, it's the first episode in 2024. And I wanted to share a little bit from my personal experience as an entrepreneur and some of the lessons that I've learned on my journey. Um, specifically in 2023, 23, and moving into 2024. For the last few years, uh, every end of the year, especially as I transitioned from a corporate employee to an entrepreneur full-time, it's always been refreshing for me to spend time as the year ramp up to start to take a look at how the year went and look for ways to improve things in the new year. So this year, as I was reflecting on my 2023, at some of the key changes, some of the key research I've been able to do, and I look forward to 2024, I wanted to share four key lessons that I have learned coming out of the last year and starting the new year that I know would be very helpful for you as we all begin a new calendar year. So first, I don't like to use the word resolution. um, And I have moved further away from that every year as well. Uh, But what I like to use is the word intention. Starting from what kind of outcomes do I want this time next year? What am I looking to focus on and prioritize this time as I start this new year. So looking back at my 2023, 
The first of the key lessons for me really is prioritizing self-care. And I think this is a very important one that I want to start with because if you're listening to me, we all wear multiple hats. We're all juggling different things. Um, It doesn't matter what industry you work in, what stage of life we're in. Some people juggle maybe more than others, but again, it's all according to what we are capable of. The danger is sometimes we take on a whole lot and we don't build in self-care into our own margins, right? It's easy if you have a passion for what you do, if you love what you do, to keep going and going. And one of the lessons I had to learn, um, fortunately, I learned that quickly, is to prioritize my self-care. As a mom of three, as a wife, to my husband is also an entrepreneur. So in a home where two working parents, three kids, my kids are very active in sports and then running um, multiple businesses um, with, you know, passion, purpose-filled work, right? So that in itself uh, takes a lot out of you if you are working in a space, in a job, in a role, in a business where you are really passionate about some of the things that you're working on. Um, I partner with organizations that want to build inclusive workplaces. So the process of connecting, of discovery, of researching, everything is fueled by a lot of passion. And Self-care sometimes get pushed to the bottom of the priority list. And one of the things I had to learn uh, starting Q1 of 2023, I was really stressed out. I was busy um, and I didn't realize I was approaching burnout um, until my health started to take, you know, the full brunt of it. And I was struggling health-wise and just a lot of symptoms that brought me back to that awareness that self-care is not a luxury. You know, we hear that a lot. Um, And, you know, hopefully we don't get to where we actually break down before we truly appreciate that. So the work is always going to be there. We can't finish it in a single um, race, right? Uh, If you don't take care of yourself, you know, if you keep giving of yourself, people will give, will keep taking because every person that is taken from you only sees a portion, the portion that they are taking. If you are a multitasker like myself, um, which I pride myself on and a lot of times we all do, uh, but you also have to understand that you are the only one that has that full view of your world and everything you're juggling. So for me is understanding the the me in Q1 of 2023 and Q2 of 2023, I think was really the the peak of it was um, borderline burning out, Um, health-wise, having uh, physical health challenges uh, uh, and just breakdown and expression of stress in different ways. And I wasn't aware that was what was going on. Um, So, I wanted to highlight that if you are listening to these, you are an entrepreneur, you are a professional working in 
um, the corporate space, you're an immigrant juggling, you know, cultural expectations and just all of the things life throws at us. We are all juggling multiple things. And I just want to say, prioritize self-care. You know, I learned that and I'm spreading that word and I'm reminding people in Q1, as you plan your new year, as you plan your career goals, as you plan the things you want to do more uh, of this year, I want you to also think about self-care. And and so going into Q1, this is the first time I will take some time to myself. And it's sort of that guilty pleasure. Um, I will tell you right away, it does not feel natural um, if we're not used to doing it, but it's a muscle that we develop. Prioritizing self-care, you have to schedule it in, just like you schedule everything else with your work and your deliverables, right? Schedule time to take walks. Put your PTO plan in at the beginning of the year, right? If you know you have seasons where work is very uh, stressful, make sure you are thinking about your PTO days and spreading them out around those periods, either after the busy peak periods at work or before, right? Plan your PTO ahead of time because if you just keep working, you are just going to keep working and it won't, it will take its toll on you. Even if it's your day, you want to take charge of, right? Plan walks into your day. I'm going to take 15 minutes walk every day just to clear my, my head. I am going to uh, take time off just to refresh and take a staycation. For me, one of the things I did in Q1 that I, I've already done is to start my quarter with two days of just staycation and I don't mean stay in the house I mean actually go to a destination and stay in a location where I get to journal and walk um, and just enjoy the fresh air I love the ocean right just building time that is not choked and planned that's important to me so for you what does that look like right? Something that is very different from what your regular day is. Um, I went to the quarterly level, like every quarter planning ahead, uh, but also weekly. One of the things I had to learn is my Monday to Fridays are really choked with work. It's hard to get some care in if I'm not intentional about it. So going back to the gym and getting into group classes where I'm actually building in some accountability to where I'm getting group classes in as, as opposed to solo classes, right? So think about your self-care. What do I want to do different this year? How can I plan taking care of myself, taking breaks, caring for my body, caring for my mental health? How can I plan it into my routine as I'm talking about goals for the new year? So that was my number one lesson from 2023, prioritizing self-care. Um, and then the other one is embracing delegation. So this one, um, just like, you know, every one of the lessons I will share, it's a journey that I'm on. When you are a solopreneur and an entrepreneur with multiple employees or an individual contributor with multiple tasks and with career aspirations and goals, it's easy to want to do everything because you have your own way of doing things. And we always say, it's easier for me to just do it rather than trying to explain to somebody else the way they would do it. One of the things that I have learned is 
They don't have to do it the way I will do it for it to be effective. So when it comes to delegation, we have to let go of the other person needs to do it a certain way, the way I want. So when it comes to the tasks that we're responsible for, I had to do a breakdown and really like a mind mapping brainstorming session of what are all the things, all the pieces that is happening with my work, with my life. And and this this didn't happen by me going through this exercise myself. This is me working with somebody to really talk about all of the slices of pie that I've got my hands in, right? With work, with the different businesses. And I'm not talking about just the business as a whole, but just the activities that make the business run and the home, right? I'm driving the kids to their practice all the time uh, with work. I'm creating content. I'm literally designing uh, the post. I am doing research to write article. I am trying to find clients. I am, you know, putting together my workshops and my presentations. All of these things are happening at the same time. And I had to lay it all out to say, which ones of these first do I enjoy? There are certain things that we enjoy. It doesn't mean that those are the things that move the business or our work or our career forward. Right. And there are certain things we don't enjoy that we absolutely need to have as a corporate employee to entrepreneur convert. I have learned that we come in, especially into a business that is passion driven, purpose driven, you know, um, as a consultant partnering with companies. There's a lot of passion and purpose behind it, right? So we come into it with all of that passion and purpose, wanting to make a difference. That is not necessarily enough to sustain a business. And what I mean is that we have to break it apart to say, what are the things that need to happen to actually make money in your business, right? You might not enjoy it, but if it has to happen, you either delegate it or you learn how to do it. You learn how to do enough of it to get your business going, right? So embrace delegation and and just reassess what are some of the things that you need to hand off to somebody else who is focused on that. What are the things you absolutely need to do by yourself? And in reality, how much time do you have so that you can break it down from that perspective as well? For me is I wanted to drop my kids off in school. I wanted to be the one to pick them up. I wanted to take them to all of their sports. And as an example, one of the biggest things for me was when I realized that taking them to their sports, taking them to their activities, I wasn't even present to watch them. I was just the chauffeur. Like I was driving them and putting them there. And then I would be working and taking calls in the car. And I realized that that's not really time with them. That's really time driving. And if I can delegate that to somebody else, get somebody to drive them, then I can spend my day uh, doing my career work and by the time everybody gets in in the evening, what I really enjoy is cooking for my family. And, you know, part of 2022, 21 was I struggled because by the time the evening comes, I am so exhausted. I have to cook, but I don't want to. And so I'm struggling. I'm not even finding joy in the things that I enjoy. And so I had to really break down even something as being a career mom. Like, what do I really enjoy? I don't want to give up dropping my kids at school because I love the time with them in the car. Okay, how can I start my day later 
and then finish later in the evening so that I can be present for my family in the morning and in the evening. And then I can do work during the day while delegating some of that chauffeur work to somebody else, right? So just, you know, that's one aspect of my life is the parenting side. And um, if you don't have kids, you know, think about all of the pieces that you do. Are you volunteering in multiple places? Are you doing a side gig? Are you taking in projects in addition to your, your day job? Think about everything that you have going on. Which ones of these ones, um, which of these do you actually enjoy? And which ones are necessary to get you to where you need to go? So delegate what you can so that you can spend time really doing what you enjoy and what will bring value and, and uh, move you towards your goal. So the, the other one, um, I, I think it's kind of tied to delegation as well, is to trust the process and the right team. I think part of why people struggle with delegation is also, I don't know who to trust. You know, are they really invested in it the same way I am? Are they financially driven? Are they going to really put value um, to it the same way I will? Some of these will be learned through trial and error. Um, I have invested in so many coaching programs as an entrepreneur. Some of them, I feel like if I had to do it over again, I've, I've had to think about that. If I had to do it over again, will I invest in this? Maybe not. But did I walk away from these knowing a little more than I did before? Absolutely. Every single time I have invested in a coaching program or a learning program, I have walked away knowing more than I did before. Even if it's knowing that I don't want to do this again or knowing that this is not a fit for my business model and it's not necessarily something that I should invest in. If I had not invested in it, I would have blamed myself and thought, you know, I'm not making progress, maybe because I didn't do that. There's a ton of things we can invest our money and our time in. There's different people that focus on trying to sell us different things. But not everything is right for our project. Not everything is right for us, for our industry, for our interest and passion, right? So that learning curve, we're always going to be on a learning curve and so, but we have to trust the process. When you find the right people, you feel the difference because you will be able to build those practices consistently into your day-to-day -day activities as a business owner, as an employee, and you would begin to identify the people that you trust. One of the people that I'm currently working with, um, with my business, I had connected with her back in 2021 spring and we did some work together and I really walked away with some clarity around um, my offerings, right? But then I didn't work with her and I want to work with somebody else or a team that had more people. Um, and, and because, you know, part of my concern was, are you really, do you really have the bandwidth to support me at the scale at which I might need support? And so I went with an, a different um, uh, a different organization that I felt had more resources. But I, what I realized is that having more didn't necessarily mean that it could provide me with what I needed. So it took me working with her, going to somebody else, and then recognizing and coming back that I want to work with you. And at the time I came back, I knew exactly what I wanted to what kind of um, relationship I wanted to have, work relationship, and, and it's worked out well. 
Um, so again, trust the process and also the writing. So there are two different pieces of that is you have to, there are systems, there are processes in place, there are things that need to be followed, but sometimes you need to also make sure you are with the right team. And the reason why both process and team is being called out, uh, uh, has been called out for me, I would say, is because sometimes we need to know when to let go. If you made a bad investment in something and it's not working out, that's okay. Know when to walk away. The fact that you want to delegate doesn't mean that every group, every team, every support system, every program is meant for you. Sometimes you have to know how to say, this one is not mine. I know you have a good process and system in place, but this is not what I need right now. And then move on to the next one. So I I, I learned that a lot um, in the last 2023 and, and before, I would say the last two years, actually. And then finally, um, the biggest one um, that I also, I have had consistently and continue to leverage is feedback value feedback you know when you are working in your business when you are working in your day-to-day routine it's easy to become just laser focused on the work you're doing especially as you get really good at what you're doing then you're getting comfortable right you just want to be repeating the task because it works you know why change things that work in in fall of this year i had a very close friend and mentor sitting on one of my sales call and person was able to just immediately after the call ask me can i give you quick feedback about something you know and just explained back to me some of the observations that they had around the way i was approaching this cold uh, lead gen call you know this was with a potential client and they gave me such great feedback reading back some of the the ways i was walking through my calls is the way that I'd worked for my business two years ago. But now I'd evolved. I had some new products and I had some new offerings. And a scheduled call that was meant to take 30 minutes took about an hour. And I really, truly needed to go. But I wanted to support the client and I was trying to give as much as I could. I was going out of my way to just provide so much value chucked into that 30 minutes. And we went way over time. And I felt at the end of the call, the feedback was you gave so much. I think you actually overwhelmed this client and you needed to pause and listen for a little bit more of which ones they actually need. And and so for me, I would not have thought about that if somebody else who had worked with me for a while, who had mentored me, was not sitting and listening in at the background and just give me like immediate feedback. So I am grateful for, you know, mentors and coaches and even friends and family who provide feedback for me in different areas of my life. Um, I have friends that emergency business proposal, I'm submitting a business proposal. I'm at the airport right now. This is due in the next few hours. I'm going to send it to you on the fly. Can I can you please review and give me quick feedback, right? I have friends on speed dial. If I just need a quick, what do you think about these? I'm talking to this client, right? So they are mentors, they are coaches, they are family members, they are friends and family members who might not necessarily know what I do for work, uh, but who would check in 
to see how the kids are doing. Do you need a break? Do you want me to take the kids? But it's because these people have walked this journey with you that they're able to give you feedback when they notice you look stressed. You are not taking care of yourself. Do you need some time off? How is your business going, right? They do a check-in and they also offer to support. So feedback is really important as a professional, as an entrepreneur, whatever it is we're doing. I have learned not to focus so much, especially as you get comfortable. If there's a certain area of your work, your career that you're getting really comfortable, make sure you're checking. It might be time for a stretch, right? It might be time for a change. It might be time for a revision. If you are not getting feedback, you might miss it. I hope these four key lessons help someone as you prepare for 2024. How are you planning for self-care? Who are you delegating to? What are the things you need to delegate? Trust the process and the team. It's not always about delegation being the problem. It's about who are you delegating to? So sometimes you need to review, do I have the right process in place and do I have the right team? And make sure you are also seeking feedback. Make sure you are getting feedback on your processes, on your goals, on some of the tasks you're working on. Uh, Build all of this in and I hope this is helpful in the Immigrants in Corporate membership platform. We are going to be diving deeper into some of these concepts uh, in preparation for the new year. So if you need help uh, building any of these into your work, into your goals, into your intentional path for the new year, um, check out www.immigrantsincorporate.org slash membership and come join us in the community. would love to support you. would love to discuss some of the specific uh, scenarios that you have. And um, please share, listen, subscribe. And um, looking forward to getting your feedback in the membership platform. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Lola Adeyemo, for these important conversations about the global world of work. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share our weekly episodes with your communities and co-workers. For more resources and upcoming events, visit our website, www.thrivinginintersectionality.com. And join our LinkedIn group, Thriving in Intersectionality. Additional links and resources are listed in the show notes of this episode. Thank you.